Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. I wanted to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So make sure you sign up for my free newsletter at jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you look for opportunities all around you. I'll also be interviewing best-selling author Richard Hack, who shares his life and how he daily looks for opportunities. This practice has caused him to be the successful person he is today. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. Many of you know me as a psychotherapist, but some of you don't yet know me as a composer. I currently have two albums which have been released. Think of both albums like books. Each composition is written like a chapter in a book. The first album, Consolation, explores a character's grief and loss. And just like a story, the character experiences heartache and eventually he finds healing and hope. The second album, Restoration, follows the same character. He has an internal awakening. And in this awakening, he recognizes all the things in his life which aren't healthy. And it helps him come to a place of restoration, being restored to something greater than before. You may purchase both albums on iTunes or any other digital music store, or simply listen to them on iHeartRadio. The names of the albums are Consolation and Restoration, and my stage name is James S. Miller. The name of the piece you're currently hearing is from the second album, Restoration, entitled Determination. Daily Opportunities We've all seen those stars that we often wish we could be like them. They got a big break and all of a sudden they were launched into their destiny. And then we look at our own life and think that we don't really have those opportunities. When we compare ourselves to different people, we're really doing ourselves a disservice. Each person has a specific skill set, sets of talents, and a path that is specifically for them. So when we often compare ourselves to other people, we're not going to have those same opportunities that they have. It's important for each of us to start our day with expectancy. And what I mean by that is this. How you start your day is indicative of how it's going to be. When you set your intentions of how you want your day to be, and you're constantly checking in with yourself to make sure you're accomplishing that goal, you're going to have a very productive day. So one way to really do this is in the morning when you set your intentions, is you're going to remind yourself that you're going to look for opportunities. Sometimes we're looking for really large opportunities and we miss what some would consider a small opportunity. When we open our eyes to every situation we're in, we are expecting some type of blessing or some type of opportunity that may be different than what we experienced before. One thing I do, and this is just to give you an example of how you can do that, is every day when I experience something that is an opportunity of some sort, something that I wasn't expecting, or I receive something that was out of the ordinary for me, I always write it down in the notes on my phone. Because when that happens, it really energizes me to look for something more. And what I mean by that is when we look for good things in our life, when we look for blessings in our life, we see more of them. Think of a coin. If you bring a coin closer to your eye, that's all you're going to see. But if we're very internal or we're focusing on things that really don't matter, we're focusing on conversations or gossip or what people are maybe saying about us in social media, all of those things are irrelevant. So when we focus on those negative things or those things that just don't give us a good return, that's all we're going to see. All that energy is used to process something that at the end of the day doesn't really matter. So every new thing you do, 
you're walking down the street, or you're talking to a friend, or you're going grocery shopping. Every new event, you want to set your intentions that you're going to look for something different. You're going to look for a wonderful new opportunity that you didn't have before. Because once you start to look for these opportunities, they become bigger and bigger and bigger. And pretty soon, that's all you see. Pretty soon, you're so amazed that your life is different. But it's your perception on what you focus that determines how successful you're going to be. When you meet a random person, you don't know who that person is. That person could introduce you to somebody else. That person could introduce you to the love of your life. That person could open up doors for you that you weren't able to open yourself. So everything you do, you want to keep your eyes open for an opportunity that you wouldn't have seen had you focus on those things that are irrelevant. Every day, we have a 24-hour reset to look for something different, to focus on those things that are healthy for us. So this is an exciting lesson for me to teach today. Because when you can look for those opportunities in your life, you'll see that they're all around you, but you won't see them if you focus on those things that are irrelevant to you. Open your eyes to the wonderful opportunities that are all around you. And I promise you, my friend, they are all around you. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? That's actually how Lifeology started. I have well over 155 episodes that I've created specifically for you. I do know that many people struggle with listening to a full 30-minute show. So these episodes are about three minutes long. Each episode will give you a practical tool or technique that you can practice daily to help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, or go to YouTube and search for my name, James Miller Lifeology. Richard Hack is an award-winning author of some two dozen books and three miniseries and is a regular on TV's talk show circuit. Richard is the author of Hughes, the definitive biography of billionaire Howard Hughes. The book later became the movie The Aviator, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, which went on to win 10 Academy Awards. His newest writing is a best-selling fitness book titled Baby Boomer's Guide to the Fountain of Youth. He is here today to share with us his own personal story and how he daily looks for opportunities. Welcome to my show, Richard. Well, thank you, James. I'm happy to be here. Yes. And my listeners don't know this, but Richard actually is a dear friend of mine. So I'm very honored to have this distinguished person here on my show with us today. <laughs> so distinguished. That's right. We do have fun. <laughs> exactly. You've done so many amazing things in your life. I remember when I first met you, I was literally blown away because obviously you're an incredibly approachable person, but very successful as well. When you first got started in the business, were you expecting to have so many random opportunities in your life? Well, you, actually, I was expecting to have all opportunities. I was naive enough to think that writing as a career was easy. Mm. So because writing for me is easy. Yeah. What I didn't realize is that you have to be paid for the work. And mm. in order to be paid, you have to discover a publisher or someone willing to pay. And at the time that I began, I was very, very young. I was only 19, and I had flown from New York out to Los Angeles without any concept mm. of uh, a literary agent or uh, a writer's representative of any kind. I just looked in the yellow pages of a, you know, the LA phone book for <laughs> employment agencies that hired writers. <laughs> if you can imagine, I mean, telling this story makes me look so stupid, but that's exactly what I did. <laughs> but do you ever look back on that life endeared to your own naivete? I mean, that, that's, yeah, that's very well, endearing. <laughs> I, you know, I still have that, you know, that same quality though. <laughs> Three quarters of my life is spent with my mouth open just <laughs> agape at how i managed to fall into these <laughs> these plots yeah. but in this particular case i happened to discover a company called specialized 
personnel run by a woman named Marty May and on Wilshire Boulevard in Los Angeles. And I walked to see her uh, and walked into her office and told her I was a, a writer. The ad said, we find unusual jobs for unusual people. So I told mm. her, well, I am very unusual. I came from New York. I consider myself a writer. I uh-huh. haven't written anything <laughs> except, you know, for myself, but that's what I want to be. And where are the jobs? And she said, oh, honey, <laughs> I hate to tell you, but at this place, we hire the people to dress in the chicken outfit and dance outside of the opening of the oh, new goodness. KFC. Yes, that's and, very unusual. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So wasn't exactly the right place for me, but she did mention at the time, well, I heard, while you're here, she said, I heard of a job opening over a TV guide, but it was months ago. And uh, it probably isn't there. And at the time, TV Guide magazine was the largest selling mm-hmm. magazine in the world with 40 million readers. Wow. And they had an East Coast office in New York and a West Coast office in Beverly Hills. And uh, that office was looking, she told me, for a writer to write the three lined listings. Uh, descriptions of the TV shows, right? The blurbs that we now see scrolling on Comcast uh, on their channel, you know, Mm -hmm. for information. But then it was the uh, magazine about the size of Reader's Digest. And there were people that actually read scripts and wrote those three lines Hmm. of copy. And uh, as it turned out, I got a job with them. I walked over to them right from her. I took a test. I got the job. I was nervy enough just to walk in and say, you know, I'm here. What do you got? And <laughs> actually, what what they had was a job to write a half page on the 10 best shows for the week. Oh, wow. And what that meant was that I got to pick out the 10 best shows on television for a week based on the advice of the people who were reading all these scripts. They, If they saw ah. something special, they would come to me and say, I think this deserves a half a page. You go and tell me what you think. And I'd actually go out to the studios or the networks and screen the TV shows wow. like two, two weeks before they were on the air. That's so odd because I mean, nowadays, I mean, we don't, at least I don't know about that, but it seems like it's just so different than it was back then. Yeah. Well, the, the process is no different Mm. as far as the taping of a show or the broadcasting of a show. It's exactly the same. The difference is back then it was pre-computers. This was in the eighties. We didn't have computers. Everything was done by teletype. And you, most of the uh, material was done on film instead of tape. Hmm. Tape was used, but it wasn't used extensively. So I would go into movie theaters and look at these TV shows in a theater setting. Oh, wow. Okay. That is awesome. Which was a lot of fun. Sure. But you were by yourself in a big dark room and you press a little button and tell the projectionist to start and... I'd sit there and take my notes, and it was it was pretty fun. And the 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 point of the whole story is, though, that the opportunity to write these ten things had been sitting there unfilled for those months. Mm. The the person they were looking for just had to be like a TV fanatic that that knew about 
what was good and what was bad. And I didn't really know that, but they didn't know I didn't know it. Sure. <laughs> I would sit there and pretend I knew what I was looking at. What I knew was how to translate into writing. Sure. So that was where I excelled. Yes. And I think all of us anywhere, both in this country and around the world, are, are presented with opportunities, not only like that, but in any area, we we pass them every day. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we see them, but most of the time we just walk right past them. Yeah. And the successful person is the one who keeps their eyes open, not only for your own opportunities, but opportunities for other people yes. as well. Yes. And that's so, that's one of the most important things I think as well is when you when you have a mindset or just a mentality of helping other people, that's when you're helped as well because we're all in this together, obviously. And so if I'm helping right. you, you're helping me. It's 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 and the synergy of that, we both get caught up right. in the next level of what that looks like. And and networking, of course, is vital for that. Mm -hmm. People know people who know people and if you have any sort of talent, and we all do, everyone has talent, uh, I've found. I've discovered mm -hmm. that people many times don't believe their talent is worthy of anything. Yeah. Yet they have remarkable talent that they, they don't necessarily keep it hidden, but they don't show the light on on themselves is you know they're not in that spotlight where they should be mm -hmm. if they want to actually capitalize on the opportunities well it also just goes with what do we focus on if my life is full of drama or full of situations that at the end of the day just don't matter to me well i've missed that opportunity to look for opportunities because if i'm so busy focused on things that have no return then that is going to steal my energy account, if you will. <laughs> and I yep. won't be able to focus on those things that really could launch me in a completely different direction in my life. Yes, no kidding. And the, the opportunities that are around us all are really around us all. Mm -hmm. the, the amazing way that my career grew from that TV Guide experience into being called on the telephone one day by a man named Alan Carr who produced uh, La Caja Faux on Broadway. Oh, wow. And also did the Grease movies, oh, one and uh -huh. two. Remember that with uh -huh. John Travolta yeah, and yeah. the Newton Job? Well, he did, he was the executive producer of those. But Alan Carr called me one day. He had read all my stuff in TV Guide and represented a lot of actors. And he said to me, you know, you um, – I would go over to the Hollywood Reporter, which was a trade and is a trade paper in mm -hmm. Hollywood and New York. And he said, uh, even if you've got to take a pay cut, they have an opening over there for a columnist that writes about television. And and I said to him, well, you know, uh, I'm already at TV Guide. I'm already at the the best selling magazine sure. on earth. Why on earth would I want to do that? I was not seeing that opportunity for what it was. And actually, it's a perfect example because this man said to me, well, if you work a TV guide, you are not known. You are a, a, an anonymous writer of these mm. half pages. Your name isn't on the page that you're writing. Oh, yeah. It's oh. all anonymous. Which is a form of branding. You weren't being branded. That's right. Well. And mm -hmm. he said, if you have your own column every day in this Hollywood Reported trade paper, every single person in Hollywood picks it up. 
first thing in the morning with their coffee. <laughs> and whatever you say is true. You make the news. Your opinion molds their opinion. And he said, it doesn't matter if you have to take less money, you'll have more power or we'll make up for it and everyone will know mm. your name. Wow. And that's a specific example of a very innocent thing that I could have easily not done. Mm -hmm. I was quite happy having uh, four, 40 million readers. <laughs> wow. I, oh my I, gosh, yeah. <laughs> I, I liked going to the movie studios and I liked yeah. getting you know, cases of champagne sent to try to get my attention, yeah. which I'd send back. But the idea was I liked the job I had, mm -hmm. but I liked the next job even better. And so it went and so it went. And I actually ended up writing 3000 columns for that. Oh my gosh. Um, over 15 years for that uh, publication. But then I got another call after 3,000 columns. He called me again. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. And he, and he said, now's the time. I remember very well. I was flying on Pan American Airlines over to the mm. Cannes Film Festival. And I had stopped in New York City to change planes. And I was in the first class lounge. And I played my uh, message machine back in, in Hollywood. And he said, now's the time. So when I called him back, I said, what do you mean now's the time? And he said, well, you know, now's the time. If you're ever going to move out of writing your column, now's the time or else you're only going to be known as a columnist. Um. So now is the time to stretch your wings and write books or write movies or write something other than the same column that you're now very comfortable doing. I mean, I was working maybe an hour and a half a day. I was doing all these TV shows like The Tonight Show, The Today Show, and Good Morning America. Anytime anybody needed a specialist on TV, they'd call me mm. because I, I was <laughs> working for the trade paper yeah. you know, and, and had all the news. So I didn't want to move. I was quite comfortable. But uh, opportunities don't necessarily come wrapped in comfort. Yeah. They yeah, used to come wrapped in adventure and the unknown. And that's why a lot of people, seems to me, fail to grasp the opportunity mm. when they see them. We're afraid of taking that step because it, you don't know what's out there. But to yeah. me, that's, that's the interesting part, not the downside. Because if you s stay in your comfort zone all the time, you actually never grow and you never change it's nice you know and you may be okay but that becomes a form of mediocrity though you know because yes, then you just are i remain yes. average when you could grow and develop in a way you're that's just, you're so just much not, exponential you're not excited mm -hmm. and if you have to go through life unexcited i mean it's hard enough <laughs> to get through it but as you and i have discussed before in reality, life is not this difficult. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not. <laughs> it's no, not as difficult it, unless we make it difficult. Unless we make it difficult. If we, if we tell ourselves it is simple, it, it really becomes simple. And mm -hmm. it doesn't matter whether you are in the housing projects and you have two jobs and you're on minimum wage. The fact is... Life is not this difficult. We make our own difficulties. Yes. And a lot of the times we make those difficulties so, so that we feel in ourselves very important. We feel like we're overcoming these problems, mm. like we're achieving something because we're 
surmounting a problem that we put there. And we put it there so that, <laughs> so that we can get over it. It's and, like the chicken or the egg. Which one gets it? Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and if we didn't do that, if we didn't spend so much time doing that, if we just looked to the next opportunity, it gives a whole new perspective to the way you look at things. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is exciting. And I have... I don't have a boring day ever. <laughs> I'm telling I love you, it. as you know, <laughs> I know we yeah. first met, we, it just is so exciting because yeah. everybody has their wonderful stories to tell. Well, I always, yeah, I always like to think about my day as, as a movie. You know, some movies, it's a romantic movie, it's a romantic comedy, it's an adventure, it's a suspense, it's a thriller. When you can think of your life as a movie and you're the, and you're, uh, the audience, but you're also the participant, it's like, well, what's going to happen next? Oh, this is uh, exciting. Well, in your, in your life, it's a romance, Jake. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's how you are. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic with everything. That's so funny. <laughs> yes. Well, I must tell you, though, having listened to many, many, many of your uh, programs uh, and read your columns, I find that you are one of the most centered people that I've ever experienced. And I often wonder what it's like to have all that knowledge about being not not angry, Mm. not, I mean, you seem to have all of those answers at your fingertips. And um, I know that that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) None of us really do, even when you know the answer and when you write it down and it sounds wonderful in the real world, Mm -hmm. sometimes our own emotions get in our own way. And even though we know what we're supposed to be doing, we don't do it anyway. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. That's very, very kind of you to say (laughs) that, you know, but it is, it is true in the sense of I like to think of myself as not only the teacher, but also the students. So even though I do a half hour show, I will go back and listen to some of my YouTube episodes. And I think I need to practice that myself right this minute. And so I listen to it as a student, because as we all know, I'm no different than anybody else. I get to learn. I struggle. I get overwhelmed just like everybody else. But I think the difference is for any of us is when we're aware that that how we're acting today, what we're doing today does not have to be permanent or doesn't have to, if we don't like it, we can simply change it. And so I like to think, well, if I don't like how I feel, what do I do? And sometimes I have to go back into my, my own archives and be like, well, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the interesting thing, since we know one another mm-hmm. is that I have seen you, uh, give counsel to people in such a logical kind way when they are just bordering on hysteria or very nervous about something that's going on in their life or very upset about a a relationship or whatever it may be. And the calming way that you express yourself is it's fascinating to me because oh, <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm a great believer in the fact that we, we make that intensity happen good or bad by our, our own brains and our own mouths. And yes the opportunities that we grasp or don't fall into the same bucket. Well, thank you. You're very, very kind. I really appreciate your kind <laughs> words. I really do. Yeah. And, and everyone should, should listen. I'm telling you because you have some very, very logical and, and smart um, concepts that you're, you're passing along every single day. 
Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. This, I, I'm actually blushing over here. But I, I, do, I do. Tell. I'm totally blushing. But thank you. Well, I, I'm, I'm blushing too, but it's for a different reason. I just looked down and I realized I wasn't wearing any pants. But that's all right. <laughs> no so one funny. knows. No. So funny. When, when, I, when I used to do a, uh, I used to do a TV show called Breakaway. It was a a daytime syndicated show that Dr. Laura Schlesinger, uh -huh. the radio sure. uh, talk show person, did as well. And it was a daily hour, and I would deliver the Hollywood news, and I would read it off a teleprompter, and I'd be in a coat and tie. But below the coat and tie, <laughs> the part you would never see, I'd be in my – you know, my, uh, my, uh, Hollywood shorts, you know, my Malibu shorts and my thongs. And for every year for the gag reel, they would do for the Christmas party, they pull the camera back and you'd see me being, being very important and, you know, delivering this news very seriously. A lot of part of me was half naked. And, and, and so there funny. you go. And there you are. But I think that's the thing. I mean, when you don't, you know, regardless of how and, um, anybody can be so important but when you have humor in your life when you don't take yourself so seriously when you look for these opportunities when you just enjoy life that's when th I just find that things just change because you're, you're not so serious that life is like we said so hard that there's this has to be this present yourself in a way that's really not <laughs> who we are no and you and you do have to though keep your eyes open for the opportunity that surrounds you when you mentioned my last book, The Baby Boomer's Guide to the Fountain of Youth. Mm -hmm. That book came about because I was in the vegetable section of a supermarket and this guy walked up to me and said, you know, you'd be really hot if you lost 15 pounds. <laughs> and he walked away just like that. And I thought, what? You know, what on earth is that? And then uh, about Oh, six weeks later, I was in the same supermarket and the same guy walks up to me and says the same thing. And this time I was ready for him. I wasn't I wasn't quite so shocked. And, you know, I said, listen, buddy, I don't know what you're selling, but I'm not buying. You know, I recognize the scam when I see it. He said, well, no, no, no. I, I noticed you here before and, you know, you had this uh, more or less put together body, but you're um, not taking full advantage of what what uh, mother nature has given you. And I said, well, you know, I'm a vegetarian and I don't think I can eat any less. And mm -hmm. he said, well, no, 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 I want you to eat more. You're not eating enough. You mm -hmm. starve your body. And if you follow my program, I guarantee you in six weeks that you'll have six pack abs and everything will be tight and you'll have muscles and all this other stuff, which of course, at the time I was hearing it, I didn't believe completely, sure. but I, I was, well enough attuned to opportunity to say this might be one right there let me see what this guy has to offer because he wasn't making me pay for anything he uh -huh. just wanted to show me it would mm -hmm. work and if it worked i'd become the walking billboard for his fitness program and as it turned out six weeks after we had this conversation i did have the six-pack oh, i'm glad as, the story ended that way you no know, as you know yeah. it, it, it did pull itself together yeah. and the program was so simple that it ended up being this book which is a perfect example of not saying no mm -hmm giving things a try, putting yourself in a out of comfort zone 
and going for it all the time. I mean, the more uncomfortable you can make yourself every day, the more achievements you'll receive as a result because you'll you'll try harder. Yes, that is a beautiful takeaway as we close this interview. Yes, I, I really, I really agree with that. In fact, I'm going to be much more vigilant in those own my own opportunities in my life and make sure that I'm much more diligent in <laughs> keeping my eyes open for them. Richard Huck, thank you so much for being a guest on my show. If my listeners would like to find out any information about you, because you've done so much, you're all over the internet, you're all over television. Where will they find the information about you? Well, they can they can certainly look up Richard Huck on on. Uh, Google. They can Google mm. the name, but they can go on Amazon. All my 28 books are on there. Uh, and I have uh, a web page that if they go on Wikipedia, it's linked to it. It makes it very easy. So you don't even have to memorize anything. Oh, perfect. And, well, wonderful. And that part's good. <laughs> Just like you, James, we all have our lives spread out there on, online. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> for exactly. better or for worse. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> Richard, thank you once again. I really do appreciate you, you joining with us today. Yes, James. And keep up the great work. I just love what you do. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you joined with us today, or please go to my website where you may sign up for my free newsletter, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, or you may enroll in the Lifeology Academy where you can take self-directed courses which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. If you'd like to personally work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you soon.